Thank you. 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 Welcome to Gratitude Sandwich. I'm here today with Pam Renzi, a good friend of mine and a yoga practitioner along with me in some of my classes for the last several years. Um, I think she's been with from the beginning at the Immaculate Heart classes, right, Pam? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. Um, it's interesting, um, you know, finding people who are willing to share their stories of gratitude. And the other day I ran into Pam at the pool. And as I was leaving from teaching a yoga class and she's been out of commission for a while. So I would love it. She told me this story from beginning to end, but I would love for her to tell you the story listeners so that you can feel this journey into deeper gratitude for something pretty challenging. So Pam, how did this all begin? Well, it began back in March of this year, 2019. I went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade and had my granddaughters in a stroller and was walking up to the parade and looking more where the stroller was going up the ramp of the sidewalk instead of looking where my foot was going. I rolled my ankle off of the curb of the sidewalk. Oh, and it, yeah, it hurt very much. And, but I've sprained my ankle many times. So I thought, okay, I've done it again. I know what to do. I need to rice, right. You know, um, ice and elevate and compression and rest. So we kind of struggled up to the corner and there's a, a little restaurant on the corner where we could watch the parade from inside, which was perfect. So we went in there and the, um, Can the you waiter pause was for one second. I have a question. Yes. Did you yes. say the acronym was rice? <laughs> rice is rest, ice, compression, and elevation. Ah, Those see? are the things you do for a sprain. And oh. I have done that many times and Honestly, if you do it right away, you get that compression on there too. That's important and elevate. Um, you, you can have a recovery within 24 hours, but you have to do it right away. Wow. Um, and so I thought, okay, I know what to do. And the waiter brought me ice and, um, I, uh, use something. I don't remember now, maybe my scarf or something to wrap the ice <laughs> around my foot and it tight. And we ate breakfast and watched the parade. So everything was fine there. It didn't really hurt that much because the ice, you know, started right away, um, kind of numbing it. But then when I tried to walk, um, I knew there was really something kind of different about this one. But so Jen went to get her car. Uh, we had walked to the parade from their house. So she Ubered home, got her minivan, drove it back to the restaurant and picked us all up. And then I was able to drive home and um, did some more of the ice and elevation and everything. And the next morning, it was still kind of throbbing. So I thought I better check it out, went to the immediate care and um, they did the x-ray. And sure enough, I did have a fracture of my left metatarsal, the fifth metatarsal. And she said, this particular kind of fracture is called a Jones fracture, which I had never heard of. And she said, and you're not going to believe this, but these kind of fractures need to be non-weight bearing in order to heal. And I said, non-weight bearing for like how long? And she said, 
probably six to eight weeks, but I'm going to send you to Indy. So, so I thought this really can't be, you know, I see all these people in walking boots. Surely that's what I'll have is some kind of a walking boot. But I did go to Ortho Indy and they confirmed that, yes, with the Jones fracture, which um, just is a particular part of the metatarsal, it doesn't get a lot of blood supply. And that's why it takes longer to heal. And, and they don't want it to displace because it was lined up perfectly. So they they want you weight non-weight bearing so that it doesn't displace in this very slow healing process. So uh, instead of coming out with a walking boot, I did come out with a toe to knee cast. I had them put in green. You can get any color you want. And of course, I chose green for St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) So I had a green cast on from toe to to knee and um, was told that um, here are your crutches and good luck and see you in three or four weeks. We'll take another (laughs) x-ray. Well, wow. I never walked on crutches before. And so I I did use the crutches for a couple of days. And I really thought that I was going to get hurt worse using the crutches because I just, it, it's very difficult when you've never done them before to all of a sudden not even be able to put your toe down. Uh, the, the balance was an issue. Uh, different floor surfaces were messing me up and I was tripping and I just thought this isn't going to work. So I did call a good friend of mine who I knew had a scooter that she had had to use when she broke her ankle. So I borrowed her scooter and um, then was able to sort of do some normal things with the scooter. Because you well, can pause that for on just that. a second. Let me... Let me say out loud to everybody who's listening, <laughs> Pam is not a person who has, she has excellent balance. I've seen her for years. She has excellent balance. So that's the first thing. The second thing is she's incredibly active, you know, so yes. this was like a halt. Can you tell them a little well, bit about that? Well, the first thing that came to mind when they said non-weight bearing was, well, how am I going to dance? <laughs> Because I I dance twice a week. I'm an I'm in an Irish dance group called Celtic Motion, and I've been da- dancing for my whole life, but with Celtic Motion for about 15 years. So um, it's a big part of my life and something that I really treasure doing. Um, and also yoga, which I absolutely love, and um, usually do a little bit of running a couple times a week along the canal. So I I do try to to stay active and moving. And I've always loved that part of life. Well, and as you've heard, she also has granddaughter, grandbabies, both girls. Is that right? Both girls. I have three now. Three grandkids that she is running around after too. She loves to be involved (laughs) in their life. They get to hear good stories about that as well as Pam works like a regular person. Right. So this is is like non-weight bearing you know, from like being a normal person going to a parade to non-weight bearing for yes. six to eight weeks, it had to feel like a huge slap in the face. <laughs> it did. It, it was like just running into a, a wall of bricks because you were just going, going, going. And then all of a sudden, no, I can't, I can't do that. And there were lots of things I couldn't do that I was used to doing on a daily basis. So I had to stop and think and even before I started praying about it, which I really had to do because I I was going to go crazy if I didn't, I did have to stop and say to myself, 
you need to focus on what you can do, not what you can't do, because the list of can't do's is a mile long, but there still are things you can do. Mm-hmm. So just pull, get your act together and figure out what you can do. And so some of the things that I'm, I'm very devoted to are my, I am, I do love my work and I work down at IU health in the microbiology lab. And I knew I could do that because my friend who I borrowed the scooter from uh, works with me. So I, I knew she had done it. So I knew it was possible. You need some help from your friends, but it can be done. So I figured I I would be able to work, but then I had to figure out how I was going to get to work because I couldn't drive. Um, <laughs> so that was something that I had to work out. And um, so all these little things, I knew that I could still sing at church as long as I could use my scooter. So that really actually did work out okay. And um, I think I volunteered more for singing than usual, just because it was one of those things on the can do side of my list of things I could do. Yes. And what's Um, interesting is, is that in case you haven't ever seen one of those, these scooters that she's talking about, it's not like a scooter that you think of, like with your foot on the ground and one foot pushing you along. Your knee actually sits on this sort of cushiony thing, right? Yes. Yes. You set set your knee on it. Your your foot's behind you then. Then, so my cast was behind me and then I can motivate with my good foot. Wow. It sounds good. It, it, It is a good, a much better for me anyway, choice than crutches because I felt more stable Mm. and they come with breaks, you know, and the whole bit. So you can can (laughs) sort of, sort of feel a little bit in control, but there were times when I wasn't in control. I actually fell twice while I was using the scooter. Yeah. Because, um, (laughs) this is one of the things I want to get into because one thing that I, I did learn was that I needed to take more time doing everything. Everything was going to take longer. But in doing that, as I would even get onto the scooter or move in any direction or do anything, I had to be thinking all the time about what I was doing and stabilize myself from one movement to the next. Whereas, you know, in normal life, I was just, I'll go here, go there you know, zip, zip, zip. Now I had to really stop and think. And you talk about being in the moment. I really had to be in the moment with every step or every movement I made. And the one time I fell, I just was getting up from the table at work after lunch, kind of swung my leg. I knew I had to get my knee up on that scooter. And I just kept going all the way over. Oh, I didn't really let, I, I let go of the table before I should have, I hadn't stabilized myself on the scooter. So I let go of the table and started to reach for the handlebars of the scooter. And I just kept going and I landed on my tailbone. And I thought, Oh, great. You know, what if I broke my tailbone? Now what am I going to do? Because the only way I can get around, like going up the steps of the house is on my butt. So (laughs) if I can't scoot on my butt now, you know, what am I going to be able to do so yeah it was visual let me try and grab this visual real quick you were lifting the the leg with the cast on it right and and trying to put it up that Uh, weight of that is what pulled you down i'm guessing it it sort of does um unless you get 
it stabilized before you let go of what you're holding onto uh-huh. with your hands and you get that leg stable and then move your hands to the handlebars. If you try to do it all at once, the weight of that cast and just your your body getting from a sitting to a standing sort of standing position, it's just going to keep going. My, my momentum just took me yeah. right over. It was probably pretty funny to see, but it was, I was pretty upset when it happened. Life can feel like that sometimes, can't it? Like we're doing it all at once and we're about to topple over or the weight that we're carrying is just pulling us down. If you're feeling the same way, head over to my website, lauribisser.com. There's so many things there for you. There's a free download where you can get my yoga nidra for deep rest meditation and it will help you to sleep better tonight. You can listen to it any time of day and it will help. There's some restorative yoga videos that you can purchase in the shop that will help you to find intentional deep rest in the moment. They feel like a mini retreat. If you're interested in trying out life coaching to see if you can wade through some of the things that are feeling like they're pulling you down, you can grab one of my free 30-minute life coaching sessions. My whole mission is to help. Let me. Contact me. I can't wait to meet you. Now back to the podcast. The weight of that cast and just your your body getting from a sitting to a standing sort of standing position, it's just going to keep going. My, my momentum just took me yeah. right over. It was probably pretty funny to see, but it was, I was pretty upset when it happened. And I, you know what, I, mean, I just had to keep, you know, like knocking myself in the head, like take your time, slow down. And it took me literally three or four weeks to understand the tempo that I needed to start living my life at. Mm. Um, that was so, you know, so very much the opposite of what I had been doing. And I was just fighting it, fighting it, fighting it. But the friend that I borrowed the scooter from uh, had been through all this. So she kind of knew where my head was. And when she brought the scooter over to me, she said to me, um, I wonder what God has in store for you during this time. I wonder what his plan is. And, you know, it didn't sink in right away when she said that, you know, because I was thinking, okay, I got to get on the scooter and I got to get going. You know, this is, this is what, you know, this is going to be the answer for me. Now I can move. So it didn't sink in until that fall. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I am not listening to what I'm supposed to be listening to here. This is, you know, I'm just fighting this and instead of embracing it for what it can really bring to my life. Mm. And from that point on is when I started thinking, okay, I'm never going to take another step without gratitude. I'm never going to take another, make another movement without thinking about what I'm doing. Mm. And boy, I mean, that just got me into the moment so much. And even though I've heard you say it many times, Lori, about, you know, living in the moment, be present in the moment. I can do that during yoga, but I don't really do that during my life, my regular <laughs> my, my regular day. You know, I can do it for the, for the hour of yoga. 
And then I'm just, okay, on to the next thing. But then I, you know, this has really made me understand what it means to really try to be present in my life. Wow. Uh, all day long, you know, and, um, and to my husband, I mean, we were, we became very, very intimate in a different way during this time period because, you know, he had to, he had to help me take a shower and Mm. do the kind of things for me, you know, like help me lay my clothes out in the morning. We had these little stacks of clothes, you know, that he would help me get ready so that, okay, this is Monday. This is what you need for today and bring it over to the bed. Get dressed. Learn where I put things in my drawers. You know, um, we never really, we, we always just put our own clothes away after, (laughs) after they pulled it up. So he didn't know where I kept my socks and my underwear and you know, all that stuff. (laughs) He sort of, he actually kind of organized me a little better than I was organized before, but those kind of things that we did, you know, we're very, very close. And I mean, this is our 40th anniversary coming up next week. And, um, but this really brought us even closer and I understand now what it means to really, uh, care as deeply as, as we do for each other, because Mm -hmm. he, um, he had, you know, he even wrote down my schedule for when he thought, you know, okay, now you'll be in the boot by here. And then maybe you can start driving by this time. And then maybe we can go to Newfields and walk in the garden, you know, and go to the beer garden by this point in time. <laughs> and it's so funny because he, he wrote out the schedule and it really helped me to see where my progress might take me and what I might be able to do as the months went along. And, um, Actually had me slated for starting back to yoga this week. Hey, he was really right on. I mean, he was. (laughs) She just came back to yoga today. Today was my first day back. So, um, so anyway, it's been a really, really um, a growing experience for me in so many ways. But patience, number one, I I really had to learn patience. Living in the moment, Um, also. realizing that I know that I'm kind of, um, uh, a little bit, um, uh, compulsive and, um, what's the word I'm looking for kind of attention deficit disorder type stuff. You know, I'll be doing one thing and I see a speck on the window over there. So I go over and clean that. And then I see something else and I go, I have a hard time focusing and staying, staying focused on a project. And this made me realize I had to let all those little dust bunnies or whatever it was I was seeing, I had to ignore them. Number one, because I couldn't get to them unless I, you know, got on my butt and went over and which I did do a couple of times, but you know, I couldn't get to them. I had to ignore them and I had to focus on a project. So I would just set myself up to do certain things and it could be the littlest thing, but it would be a project and I would get it done. And if I stayed focused on it, it helped me, you know, mentally think that I was actually accomplishing something, which would <laughs> be very important to me. I don't know, to be able to say I accomplished this today. You know? Yes. <laughs> so, so my scope of what I could get done in a day really diminished to very little, small things. But we watched as the months went by and things did get, they do get done when you do that. It just doesn't happen at the pace that you want it to happen. Mm-hmm. But you just, you can accomplish a lot in small in small bits and um and and to watch it happen the way it has over the last few months that you know we we knew what we wanted to get done 
and we have really accomplished a lot of those goals just because you know we stay focused on on the small things and they just added up finally and but you're not going to get a whole i couldn't get anything done in in one weekend it was going to take three weekends to get it done when i normally could get done in maybe a day so so that's that's where how slow i've had to I had to move and and now this dance thing to, to get back to that and how important that's been in my life for years um i've been in many dance companies um and the last one most recently has been this celtic motion which i absolutely love and um i couldn't imagine my life without it and now that i haven't been able to go i thought i would still go to rehearsals and you know try to stay involved and everything and then i realized that was not going to feel right to me to not be mm-hmm. able to move there. So I haven't been going. And so we're, we found other things to do during all that rehearsal time, Tuesday nights and Saturday mornings. Um, and now I don't know if I can see myself going back to it or not. It's wow. going to be really, really weird because it's not, I'm not missing it as much as I thought I would. Wow. And so now I'm sort of open to maybe a less, um, uh, a less uh, impacting dance. You know, that hardship is pretty is pretty rough. So right. I don't know that's something I'll go back to, but some form of dance I'd like to. Wow. But, wow. That's a huge realization for you. Oh yeah. That's, that's big for me. And I, I don't think Lou can believe it because it's been <laughs> such an important part of my life for so long. And, you know, we, we, um, perform at the state fair every year. We have five or six shows every year at the state fair and, um, the kids always come and watch and, and Lou's always there. And we, um, we had our 20th anniversary show last year, which was huge. And the, everybody was there for that. And it was, it was very good. And I'm very proud of what, what we've accomplished, but it's okay. I think to just say, okay, I'll, maybe I'm going to move to the next phase of, of movement, whatever yeah. that be. you know, um, I do love to move and I love, I love music. Um, but I've done every kind of dance, so it, it's I'm not really stuck on one style. So, so maybe something exciting, being open to something, <laughs> yeah, being open to something new and sort of um, evolving inside of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like you have all these sort of different bits that you're grateful for inside of this huge challenge that you've been through from additional patience to a closer relationship with your husband, which was already amazingly close mm-hmm. to, to learning better how to live in the moment. I mean, these are uh, huge. Yeah. Yes. And just being, um, being so grateful and appreciative of simple things like walking <laughs> and understanding that I really you know, have such an appreciation and, and I, I don't, I don't want to say this, that, that I could even possibly imagine what it would be like, but I do really understand a little bit more about what it is to be disabled in a, in some small way. And it's made me appreciate even more, you know, the, the issues that some of my coworkers, um, mm. deal with on a daily basis, um, that I have been dealing with for just a few months and was, uh, you know, really thrown for a loop with, <sighs> and they live that every day. So it's made me um, appreciate them, what they're going through, what challenges they face that I never even really considered. Um, and also the other thing that's been really interesting is recognizing in people those 
how some people are, are aware, more aware than others of their surroundings and what's going on around them. And I think we all have moments where we aren't right. aware. And I am going to try to be more aware because the moments that I had when people were not aware uh, that I might have been struggling at some point and um, uh, maybe off balance or whatever it was. And that it, if they tried to move in front of me real quickly, it might really throw me uh, mm-hmm. Those kinds of things made me realize and appreciate people who, number one, are aware and the importance of being aware Mm. of those around you and what they're what they might be struggling with instead of, you know, sometimes you just kind of turn a blind eye almost because you're in a hurry or whatever. and You don't want to see what you really probably should be doing for somebody. Um, I'm not going to do that anymore. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know how much it's, how important it is to, to be aware of your, of the people in that you encounter every day. So, wow. Wow. So who knew twisting your ankle? I know it's transformative. It was transformative. And, and I, you know, I can't say enough about how um, the people in your life how important it is for one thing, knowing that I could get back to yoga at some point in time was, was something that I was, um, I was looking forward to. And I think to have things in your life, that's another thing. I don't want to go on too long, but having things in your life that uh, are meaningful to you, that you will that you know you want to get back to mm. and number two being in good enough physical condition when you do get injured it does make a huge difference in your recovery and yeah. what you can stand um i know if my core hadn't been as strong as it was or my um if i hadn't been quite as flexible as i was or didn't have the strength that i do get from doing yoga and you know making sure that i i try to stay physically fit um that my recovery would have been tougher absolutely absolutely and so i think you know that's another side of it the physical side um it's is uh really important to to consider mm-hmm. that you know in the future things can happen and if you're ready for it physically it's going to make a difference in your recovery absolutely yeah and plus you knew so many things to do even it's interesting that your doctor even said that you would be better yes. yourself than than even having a physical therapist and i don't think doctors yes. say that just would say that just randomly <laughs> um, it kind of I was kind of surprised. I was expecting physical therapy. And he's, he, he did say, you know, I think you're going to be the best judge of what you're ready for. Because I think he must know you really well. <laughs> I think he, I think he figured that out because I kept asking him, am I going to be able to dance again? Am I going to be able to run? So I think he knew already that I was raring to go. And he just wanted me to be um, still continue my patience with it. And so he reminded me that these types of fractures have a high incidence of refracture. Oh, so he said, you know, the slower you take your recovery, the better, you know, and just be very cognizant of, of um, how it's feeling 
with each new thing you try to, to accomplish. So I'm taking everything very slowly. As you saw in yoga today, I didn't, Uh, I did definitely, um, not do some of the poses. You did great. Modifying Modifying for where you are right now is brilliant. And I am so, so thankful that, um, you actually came on to talk with me today too. This is a lot more, I think there was a lot more richness in this whole story than I even caught when we first talked about it. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, thank you for listening. And I was glad to have a chance to to talk about it. And um, you've definitely been on my mind during this time period because um, you, um, you know, that the yoga, the way you teach yoga and the way that you have encouraged us to be mindful and everything definitely had an impact on me. And because I had that in my brain already, I knew that I knew that that's what I needed to do. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate you and the and the fact that that you brought that to my mind because I don't know if I would have figured that out (laughs) if you hadn't planted that seed. It kind of looked like you didn't have a choice, though. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't have a choice, but you know, there are a lot of ways I could have approached it. You know, for for the you know, there were actually times when I had to tell myself. it did. It didn't sit right with me that the best thing I could do for myself was to sit on the couch, and <laughs> keep my foot elevated, and either read or watch TV. I mean, that just to me that was just like that's laziness. You know, you got to get up and move. <laughs> but I actually had to tell myself, you know, this this is there is really something to this. You need to rest. You need to heal, and you need to allow it to happen. So, so good. So good. Yeah, so I encourage anybody, you know, that this, that this happens to, to just um, focus on positive, focus on mindfulness, focus on um, t- taking the time to understand what's happening to you and and find the blessings in it. Aww. Absolutely. That is some serious gratitude for sure. I so appreciate That's my mantra. <laughs> yes. Gratitude. <laughs> gratitude. Absolutely. My goodness. Well, thank you again so much for joining me today. And I just so appreciate you. I am so thankful for you, Pam, um, in so many ways. Thank you. Well, oh, well, thank you, Lori. Feeling, feel the same way about you. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. 